Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you about Back to My Mac, a built-in system that does VNC screen sharing and screen control from another Macintosh. Another Macintosh. Is it a Macintosh? It's a Mac, I guess. Now, I don't know. But from another Macintosh computer in your iCloud account. So if you have an iCloud account and you have multiple computers and you're looking for a way to operate a quick system that's secure to do a VNC back to your Mac, let's say at home from your office computer, you can set up this system in your iCloud account where you're able to open the port up, I guess, and uh, <laughs> open the ports. And then uh, you're able to do uh, something that's, I guess, kind of complicated outside of this. There's other utilities that are paid, I think, like with LogMeIn or maybe there's some things with ScreenShare, I think is an app that I had heard kind of float around a couple times uh, and also uh, other utilities that do uh, like back to my or go to my pc or um, you know other kind of express uh, like vnc utilities that are out there on the internet uh, which i'm sure there's plenty of options for but if you're on a macintosh uh, like i'm working with a mac pro and a macbook pro and so when i'm at home i was trying to access uh, this other computer and check it out and so i was trying to um, set up a back to my mac system where i'm able to see some of the files on the desktop and then make operational uh, or, you know, like move the mouse around and click on icons, open programs up. And that was really assisting me when I was trying to do a long-term render, like maybe I was talking about before where I was setting up a bunch of .mov files to render out on that CPU system that was much faster than the laptop. Um, but when I was away from that computer, I wanted to check on it. And there was also a kind of a limitation to how many you could add at a, at a time while it would still work effectively. And so, um, so kind of managing that a little bit was a much more effective using this BNC software and being, being able to operate that computer, get the leverage of the CPU system that, um, that you can run with it, but also not have to be physically maintaining that computer at it directly. So really interesting kind of stuff. A great opportunity if you have a handful of those uh, computers in your household or in your domain, but uh, definitely something to check out. Back to my Mac, built into Mac OS. You can see more of my work at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. I put up a couple photos this last week, like that teepee ring I was talking about in Eastern Oregon. And, um, and teepee is kind of a colloquial, or, you know, it's like, it's a word we would understand for a canvas hut made to be a dwelling. I don't know. So I'm sure there's lots of different forms of it. I was looking up a little bit more after that. And it looks like, I, I think that site, like that, that teepee ring site that I was looking at, I think it was established like 2,500 years ago. Maybe that's correct. It could be 2500 BC. It could be all sorts of things. There's, there's, uh, there's information out there. I think from the University of Oregon, one of the researchers that was there did their dissertation in the early 90s on an archaeological site that was near that area. And they found remnants of the Clovis people. I think I mentioned that this last time. The Clovis people was that, was that group that came through after like the land bridge, you know, like the, like the original kind of, kind of group of people that came through the area. Um, and so for a long time, they didn't really consider that they were in the Oregon region or the Oregon territory, but there's a lot of evidence. I mean, I think like the Fort Rock shoe, if you found, you can see uh, pictures of that. I think it's like a, you know, 
it's a it's an interesting artifact but i think it was dated to like twelve thousand years ago it's it's like one of the oldest human rem remnants out there but it was this cache of shoes that was out by little fort rock and then i think there's another one out uh, near paisley another set of caves where there was a cache found uh, so there's some really interesting stuff out there but today um i posted a photograph of uh, of one of the rocks that i found out there it's just kind of a cool two-toned uh, piece i don't know if it's jasper or if it's just something else like that but it's this cool two-toned piece of rock i think jasper uh, that kind of flows from from like an auburn sort of orange color into a deep red color at the top of it it was just kind of a cool thing and and what's cool about eastern oregon is um is you can just walk around out there and there's so much of the geology exposed and there's so much land exposed there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can walk around and find there's just some really interesting pieces that you can go about and find uh, that show a lot of the, the geological history of the past out here, like um, like where obsidian came from in Oregon. It's really interesting when you start finding uh, like naturally formed obsidian in some places. I think like after Mazama, that was a big one. There's another area called Glass Mountain out in eastern Oregon. But Oregon was a really big uh, location of it. I think specifically because of the Cascade Mountains, there's a lot of volcanic activity that created that. And it's interesting too, because I, I suppose that, I suppose because I've read that uh, that as archaeologists like look at the type of stone it is, even further back toward like the Mississippi, they find um, they find artifacts that are made of obsidian, and they can trace that stone source back to the West Coast, which is really interesting. I think it's sort of um, an indicator of some of the more established trade routes that they had, where they would trade flint stone and obsidian stone um, across tribes, and it, it would end up migrating for you know thousands of miles across the United States. But it's really interesting when you start kind of picking up on some of that. And, uh, and way cool when you get back out there into eastern Oregon when, uh, when that stuff's exposed on the ground. You can walk around and, and like, oh, well, look at this. Look at these types of look at this type of soil. Look at this kind of rim rock. Look at these petroglyphs. Oh, man, there's lots of Indian remains out there. It's really interesting. So all that stuff's super fascinating to me. And, and a lot of it, we, like I was mentioning before, we don't really get to see over here in the Willamette Valley uh, from the Kalapuya Indians that were over here. And a huge population just, just a thousand years ago, all from Eugene to Portland, there was a bajillion people um, that kind of that, that populated this valley because it's so fertile. I'm sure you know it's a great place to live, uh, or it's a it's a pretty suitable, moderate climate in a lot of ways. And uh, man, way better than the east side of the Cascades. Oh, it'd be rough out there. Imagine like a winter out in Burns before there's a Burns. Yikes. That's what I was hearing about is, uh, yeah, lots of stuff out there in all those lakes. But, uh, but really interesting to go, uh, to go check out and look at and kind of learn more about that sort of stuff. You can check out more information at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can go to BillyNewmanPhoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about. You're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at billynewmanphoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash billynewmanphoto. I don't know. I've been liking it. It's kind of uh, kind of fun to be checking out some stuff on it. Uh, what's the other stuff I had to talk about? 
I think I was trying to figure out some some stuff on like my Mac laptop. I've been trying to set it up more so that it has the 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 full set of applications and features and utilities on it that I wanted. I've talked a little bit about that. Like I, I went ahead and I got the iStat menus application on there so I can look at the sensors that are in my MacBook. Uh, the the what is it the the network in and out speeds that are current and the history of the the network up and down speeds i guess over the last day or you know seven days or you know all that all that information is in there the amount of disk space where all these different pieces of information you kind of want to know about your computer and your system and how it's working i have daisy disk which is one i've been using in the past a lot it's a really cool or pretty good graphical way of sort of showing the a pie chart of what's taking up space on your hard drive i've been using gemini as a, a deduplication application to go through and find like different versions of photos that I don't really want to keep stored anymore, which has been interesting to go through, or, or just these just straight duplicates where you know the photo got pulled in, it's just the raw version twice, and it's you know there's no difference between it other than just one file is named two, something like that, it's sort of silly. So it's taking a, a, a silly amount of space. This has been a good program to kind of find some of those programs and then eliminate them. And it's good also to showing you like, uh, or letting you compare like hey, these two are said to be the same. Do you want me to kind of automatically go through and take them out? I don't really recommend that. It seems like it's best to sort of go through and select a number of them and start pulling them out. Uh, it was sort of with some thought and care to it. It seemed like that made a difference to me when I did it. So, it might make a difference if you try to do it too. Another app that I, uh, I jumped onto was the Magnet app, which sort of reproduces some of the functionality you started seeing in Windows 7 now and Windows 10, where the, the Windows, like if you have a, a, a some some window up in some program and you drag it over to the left side, it'll snap to the left side and then kind of fill that side of the screen. Or if you drag it straight up, it'll fill the full screen. If you bring it over the right side, it'll fill that right side of the screen. That snapping stuff isn't really on the Mac. It's uh, always sort of been set up to do these sort of multi-window painting things, but I kind of like it snapping over to the side, and it helps when you have some bigger monitors, too, where it, uh, you know, it can kind of grab over to a side with you if you have a couple programs. So I got this program called Magnet. It's one of the top-selling paid apps in the App Store. There's a few different competitors, too, that people seem to be interested in also, but I got this one. It was working great enough. It's a little different than the, the way that the Windows one does it, but it's fine. Uh, and it adds the, the functionality that I was looking for, which is a great, great benefit for me. Uh, the other one, the other utility that I was picking up was Paste, the Paste app, which I think is kind of interesting. It's, um, it's like a clipboard app. So every computer, I think, you know, I don't know, since we started getting graphical user interfaces, I think since, as I recall, Windows 3.1 had, you know, a clipboard in it. But that's when you do the, the copy-paste stuff. If you copy... Uh, or cut, copy, or paste. If you cut or copy something, it goes onto your clipboard, and then when you paste it, it's pulled off the clipboard and pasted in to where it's going to go. But really, the computer convention, for whatever reason, is just set to that you can only copy or cut one item at a time. And if you cut again or copy again, there's really no history of it or there's no way to track back the, the level of things that you've had copied or cut if you want to paste those in. So it can kind of add into some frustrations. But uh, this clipboard utility, Paste, the Paste app, I think is set to sort of store like snippets and, and 
pieces of information that you're going to try and pull up and use repeatedly over time through like your workflow. So I was trying to figure out a way to do that. I'm doing a bunch of SEO stuff, like I was saying on that website. So going through and having like a, like a, you know, this is a block of links. This is a block of explanation text. This is like a great meta tag. This is for this. zone. if I have all that sort of laid out, that's a great workflow where I can just kind of pull up and sort of, it's like, um, it's visually the, the, the UI is that you hit like a command on the keyboard it'll pull up the bottom third of the screen and you have this history, this row, this like timeline of all the different times that you've copied something over to your clipboard. And you can go back to as far as a month or maybe even more than that. And it, it'll share it with iCloud, too. So if you have different computers, you can have this app on there and you can kind of share everything on your clipboard around. It's kind of interesting and it's a, a cool little, I don't know, little uh, useful Mac utility if you are so inclined to do cut, copy, paste. But I don't know, I, you know, a lot of people seem to survive with just, uh, what is it, command, command C, command V? I guess I have up until this point, but I thought I'd try it out. It was, uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun. So, Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there, some stuff on the homepage, some good links to other, other outbound sources, some, some links to books, some links to some podcasts, links to some blog posts, all pretty cool. Yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanAphoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.